recent years, there has been a surge of interest in the potential negative health effects of lectins. What are lectins? They're a type of protein found in many plant foods such as legumes, whole grains, and some fruits and vegetables. Now, if you take YouTube clips and popular diet books on their word, then these lectins are harmful to human health and are a major driver of inflammation, weight gain, and many chronic diseases. Of course, to believe all this, you need to suspend the reality that humans have been eating these foods for thousands of years, and it is only in modern times that have we been hit with all of these major health problems. But hey, we need to blame it all on something, I guess, and lectins seem like a great way to sell books and get website clicks. In this podcast, I'll explore the role of lectins in the diet, the alleged health risks, and counter that with the health benefits of eating lectin-containing foods. Lectins. They're the new dietary demon on the block that has some people positively apoplectic in their concern for them allegedly causing us all manner of health harms. Pushed by popular diet books, and one in particular called The Plant Paradox by one Dr. Stephen Gundry, who was a former heart surgeon, these lectins are supposedly a major cause of obesity, chronic inflammation, autoimmune diseases, cancer, and heart disease, as well as a shopping list of other problems, such as acne, bloating, joint pain, migraines, and fatigue. Oh my. So what are lectins? Lectins are a type of protein found in many plants. We also have them naturally inside of us as they serve as an important part of our immune defense system. In plants, lectins form part of its defense system against predators. Lectins are found in a wide variety of plant-based foods, including legumes, such as beans, soybeans, lentils, kidney beans, and peanuts, as well as whole grains and some fruits and some vegetables, such as tomatoes, potatoes, and eggplants. That's a lot of traditional foods in diets eaten around the world that contain lectins. How on earth has humanity survived this long with all these toxic disease-causing substances in our diet? Yes, I was being sarcastic. In fact, the healthiest populations in the world, known as the Blue Zones, eat more lectin-containing foods than anyone else. Go figure. Lectins are capable of binding to sugar molecules, allowing them to interact with other proteins, cells, and carbohydrates. The same properties of lectins that make them a handy way for plants to defend themselves in nature may cause problems for us humans during digestion, which I will add straight away has some truth to it. The most well-described accounts refer to severe reactions in people eating raw kidney beans. Kidney beans contain a type of lectin called photohemagglutinin, which can cause red blood cells to clump together. It can produce nausea, vomiting, stomach upsets, and diarrhea. But did you pick up that I said uncooked red kidney beans? Hands up who eats their kidney beans raw. No one. If you cook them, then lectins be gone. Simple. 
But from cases like these that have some truth to them, it helps serve the agenda of people who need website traffic and clicks to sell their scary messages, diet books, and supplements, who can then build an incredibly selective and biased case of just one food component explaining many of today's modern health ills. Here's one thing those people won't be telling you about those red kidney beans I just talked about. They are the food with one of the highest levels of antioxidants measured of any food. So you can see already the issue that you run into by demonizing a food or group of foods, in this case legumes, because you want to scare the pants off everyone to do with one component of that food and then ignore all the health benefits of other components of it. Now, at least in animal and cell culture studies, there is some research to show that active lectins, that is, ones that haven't been neutralized by cooking foods, can reduce the absorption of some minerals, especially calcium, iron, phosphorus, and zinc. So while it is true that lectins can bind to these minerals and reduce their absorption, this effect is minimal and unlikely to cause nutrient deficiencies in people consuming a wide, varied diet. And if you spent your life worrying about what nutrients in your diet could potentially impair absorption of other nutrients, then you would starve to death, because most nutrients interact to an extent to either improve or retard absorption of other nutrients. Eat a varied diet and you can hit the snooze alarm on needing to know much more about this. And to counter this, many lectin-containing foods are also rich in essential nutrients, making them an important part of a healthy diet. For example, legumes are an excellent source of plant-based protein, fiber, and various vitamins and minerals, while whole grains provide essential nutrients like B-group vitamins, magnesium, and selenium. It is true, though, that some people, especially people with IBS, may not tolerate lectin-containing foods so well, though here it is hard to disentangle the effects of other components of foods high in lectins that are also linked to IBS, and I'm looking at UFODMAPs. But most people do tolerate lectin-containing foods very well, and because of that, our gut loves us for it, because those same high-lectin foods contain loads of primo prebiotic fiber to feed our gut bacteria. But I should mention here that gluten is a lectin and there is no debate about the need for people with celiac disease to exclude this from their diet. But there is no need for them to exclude all other plant foods that contain lectins. And at least in theory, because lectins can bind to cells for long periods of time, they could potentially cause an autoimmune response in some people. So at least some people theorize they could play a role in inflammatory conditions like rheumatoid arthritis and type 1 diabetes. But note I use the word theorize, as there isn't a lot of human research to support this or at least blame lectins as the smoking gun in various inflammatory and autoimmune diseases. In fact, many human studies, to the level that you can do meta-analyses on them, have shown that consuming lectin-containing foods, such as legumes and whole grains, is linked to reduced inflammation and a lower risk of chronic disease. 
Theories like dreams are free, but they're a great way to sell fad diet books. But wait, you'll find plenty of people attesting to the benefit of going on a popular lectin-free diet, especially for helping with weight loss. And those stories are true because they are personal experiences. So the claim here is that lectins can contribute to weight gain by promoting fat storage and increasing appetite. But dig deeper into the food recommendations on such diets and you'll see it's just smoke and mirrors for a low-calorie, low-carbohydrate diet. No grains, no legumes, very little fruit, and no tomatoes, potatoes, eggplant, and bell peppers. That's a lot of food rules you need to follow, so it is hardly a surprise that people can lose weight following it, and with weight loss can come an improvement in some metabolic markers such as inflammation. But it has nothing to do with you having fewer lectins in your diet. You've just been conned into following a low-calorie diet, that's all. And those same high-lectin foods that you were told to cut out, such as whole grains and legumes, are linked to positive weight management and metabolic health. If anything, you want more of these foods in your diet in place of the typical highly processed foods that feature all too commonly in the Western diet. While the claims about the dangers of lectins are largely unfounded, there is ample evidence to support the health benefits of consuming lectin-containing foods. Legumes and whole grains have been associated with a reduced risk of chronic diseases, positive weight management, and improved metabolic health. Furthermore, many lectin-containing foods are rich in dietary fiber, which has been shown to promote digestive health, lower cholesterol levels, and reduce the risk of heart disease. Foods containing lectins are rich sources of B-group vitamins, protein, fiber, and many minerals. Thus, the health benefits of consuming these foods far, far outweigh the potential harm of lectins in these foods. So throughout this podcast, I have noted that lectins could still be a problem for some people, but these cases are rare. One reason is that lectins are most potent in their raw state, and the foods containing them are not typically eaten raw. One example is dried beans. To prepare them for eating, they are soaked for several hours and then boiled for several more hours to soften the bean, which denatures the lectins. Canned beans, for example, are cooked and packaged in liquid, so they are also low in lectins. So, let's wrap all this up. The claims about the dangers of lectins in foods are largely unfounded, exaggerated, and not supported by the current body of scientific evidence. Of all the fad diets that are around, the lectin-free diet, heavily championed by one Dr. Stephen Gundry in his book The Plant Paradox, is one of the worst you could follow. It fills your head with nutritional science nonsense and puts you on a restrictive diet that kills the joy of eating many foods, all the while emptying your plate of some of the most healthy and beneficial foods you could be eating. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. 
This all helps to increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition.